Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Hey, hi. How, well, first of all, tell me how you are. How's things? Everything is actually fantastic. Um, <laughs> I've been, gosh, I've been working full time now as a massage therapist. It's over a year, uh, February, yeah. year will be two years. But super, you. got my little kitty cat. <laughs> kitty. Got two cats and Two cats. Life. We've had several older family members pass away and um, I'm sorry. Been like back to back to back and but everything's been good. I mean the family's been together and then uh my grandmother that you probably remember lived in California for mm-hmm. she actually moved in twenty twenty back here, so she lives next door to us oh, now. Nice. What's up, grandma? huh that's exciting yeah how are you dude i'm good no complaints we've got oh man i don't remember if i had it probably Brittany was with me when you were with me but i don't know about anyone else so we've got uh five of us including me right now which is i know fucking nuts um so i'm responsible for a lot more people (laughs) which is this which is bananas. Uh, but yeah, so everyone's like full-time at the farm. We've renovated um, the like two-story building is all offices on the bottom floor now. And we've got way more goats and sheep. And our sheep just got sheared. So they're currently naked, which is cool. <laughs> just fun. But yeah, life is just good. Um, life is good. Awesome. Life is good. Same here. We've got like a, or more chickens. Yeah. <laughs> They are eating eggs like nobody's business. Hell yeah. It's like. Oh yeah. Free, we will take those free eggs, please. And thank you. It is like homestead time. <laughs> Everybody's out. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, what's your monthly budget for eggs? Oh, mine is zero. Right. Is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I was thinking about um, just the number of people who like have no experience with therapy, have never talked to a therapist, like either on purpose or they like don't know any in their personal life. They're like, oh, I just avoid therapists at all costs. It's like, or they just don't know any, so they don't really know what it's like, or they only know what they've seen on TV, which is like someone in an office with a clipboard, like being like, oh, you're fucked up, and let's talk about why, and also let's find something to be mad about your mother about. Is like, so I was thinking about, okay, well, like, how can I help people, um, 
look into what the experience of therapy is without me just telling them because they're going to be like, well, you're a therapist. So it benefits you to tell me that therapy is great. Right. Which it is if you have someone who knows what they're doing. Um, so I was like, okay, well, let me interview some past clients. And then I was like, um, let me talk to him, please. <laughs> and thank you. Um, because I also wanted like a, a range of people. So I've got like, you were definitely on like the younger side of the people that I work with when we started. And then I've got uh, people who are older than you, which is not hard because you're young. Um, so kind of like a range of like people and personalities. Right. Uh, but I would just love if you would, well, you can start wherever you like, but if you could tell people like what your experience was, you don't have to get into like any specifics, obviously share as much as you want. Um, and we'll be famous one day. Um, <laughs> But maybe like what was going on before you started? What made you be like, all right, let me go see a therapist. And then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So I started looking into therapy pretty young because I had that typical emo face when I was in middle and high school. And it was complicated for my parents to understand and to, because I was their first child, they didn't have to parent me through that life. So miscommunication, butting heads. I turn into this like raging monster and I don't know what to do with my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't know what to do. So they therapy. I went to multiple different people. I tried a really old lady and she was very sweet, but she just, the, the approach wasn't there. She went religious on me. And at that time, that point in my life, I was just like, I'm not here to listen to any of that. I went through several different um, people, women and men, and I just got frustrated because I felt like I could not open up mm-hmm. to it. It felt very showy. Like you said, like the, the clipboard and the you're fucked up. And the, <laughs> it felt like you were on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want that. And so when I found you, I mean, hallelujah, freaking Luya, um, you first person that I truly felt I could tell you the sh- the true shit because I mean just something about your energy anyway but when you find that therapist and it, it is a struggle to find it it took me when I, I gosh I started when I was 13 and I didn't find you until I was 17 I, yeah, think. I think so so that's a that's a long time and it was a struggle yeah. but when you find that person that's going to make that difference for you I mean it makes it a lot easier for sure absolutely absolutely and I remember still at the beginning being skeptical in opening up then and I had the, the same idea about it felt very cliche and Mm -hmm. maybe that was the teenager in me also being like this is cringy you know (laughs) maybe once you get past that cringe level of it Mm -hmm. start to realize that you're actually helping yourself and you're benefiting yourself and you're you're and a lot of a lot of the sessions that we would have I would just talk about what was going on in my life Mm -hmm. and thought well that's not therapy well that's kind of the definition of therapy. Um, and I felt like, oh, this is useless. I'm just telling her nothing. But mm. everything that you needed to know. Because mm. 
get to analyze me and you know how to work and you can understand your clients and you know what's good for them and you have individual like treatment plans. And <clears throat> for me, it was quite literally just deciding mm. that choose happiness. You know, you have yeah. to choose the road to health. And mm. I, at that time, and you just instilled that in me of, you know, you would stop me when I say something, um, word it, you know, stop worded a different way. Yeah. And it's just stuff that is as simple as that, that can change your entire life. Yeah. Quite literally. That is so many good nuggets in what you just said. And <laughs> first of all, yes, everything you just said. And I think that's such an interesting thing that you say, you know, I was just talking about my life and I thought like, this is not therapy. This is useless. Cause they think in my experience, people come and they think it has to be this, like every session has to be heavy excavating, dig the rod out. And like, yes, there is a lot of that. No, that is not every session Mm -hmm. because otherwise people are like, man, all this does is suck. (laughs) So like, I'm not coming back because it's too hard. And you know, there's not always heavy work to do. Sometimes we're just cleaning up a routine. Sometimes we're cleaning up a thought process. Sometimes, well, all the time I'm cleaning up people's language. Um, That's all the time. Yeah, but it's not always heavy and hard. And I think that's very important for people to know because that's one of the things that scares people out of it. Um, yeah. Just thinking that it's going to be a trauma dump for an hour every day. Um, but honestly, the majority of our sessions, you know, the ones that were the most helpful are the ones where you're just correcting my language, correcting mm-hmm. the behind how you're dealing with whatever it is in your life yeah and yeah, I, just, I just spent oh go ahead it's i was thinking it's it's almost like going to the gym but for your brain <laughs> <laughs> yes so you have to be aware you know mm-hmm. lots of the autopilot you just have mm-hmm. to take that opportunity to check in yeah and check in every day and then it gets to checking in after every conversation mm-hmm. like um it's like a workout and you have to get through it but it's so bad and it's it's so much easier right like in the beginning it's obviously work because it's a new skill so like anytime anytime people learn a new skill like if someone picked up the guitar and wanted to play it obviously it's going to take a while until it becomes unconscious but i would be willing to bet at least one of my naked sheep currently that like the amount of work you do now to correct something, to check yourself, to know when you're out of alignment is so much less than the work when you and I were like actively working together. Absolutely. And I like to this day, those things that you've given me, the tools that you've given me and I, that little voice in my head. And it's like, Amanda says, you quit it, you know, not <laughs> quit it. Um, my last client just described me as like, he says, he's like, it's like all these gremlins are at a table because I use gremlin brain a lot. And I'm like, oh, all these people are sitting at a table. They all get a seat. Not everybody gets a mic. And he's like, you'll just grab the mic and you're this little troll with purple hair. And you're like, cut that shit out. And he's like, and then I just do. And it's so helpful. And I'm like, yeah, I'm basically a troll in your brain. Literally perfect. That's what happens. Way to describe that. 
great. And I, all the time. Um, just gremlin brain. And that's all I have to think to mm. get of that mindset is gremlin brain. Just, <laughs> I'm not listening to you. Right. You know, shut right. up. Right. You're going to tell me to hit them with my car and I don't want to go to jail. Thank you. Exactly. Um, and honestly, I, I don't even have the amount of shit, I guess, to deal with because most of that stuff was self-induced, I guess. And I feel like a lot of people are like that. Don't realize it. Mm-hmm. I was one that had no idea that it, I was pretty much making my yeah well and i think like when when people identify with like the emo phase like suffering is sexy right and they're like i suffer more than you and that means i'm a better human and it's like actually you're just fucking miserable (laughs) yeah i had another client um and he was saying the same thing he's an artist like so he does design and screenwriting screen screenwriting screen whatever he writes movies um and he's like you know the the suffering artist was sexy it's encouraged it's celebrated but when it becomes your identity that means that like happiness is no longer accessible to you because that goes against your sexy suffering and it's like yeah maybe that's cool and edgy but like it sucks yeah absolutely and i even I actually genuinely struggled with that, that yeah, whole I know. of looking emo on the outside and wanting to be scary, but not feeling scary. She is yeah. all up in the wants major. Like, this is actually for me, this interview. I'm the star. Yeah. And it even like, I mean, it showed up in the way that you dressed, like as we progressed, like it was very dark and it was heavy which you know whatever people can do that and be like a ray of sunshine but as it started like that started clearing for you like you you actually explored a lot more with like other styles and like other makeup styles and doing things and I was like yas queen and now I'm like fully into that love it I love to do like a 180 you know from one day surfer and then full-blown goth like white makeup well sometimes you gotta let those alter egos out to play Yes, it's so fun. So fun. And it's made me a happier person. I love that. So what was um, maybe like some of your initial thoughts or just some of your thoughts throughout the process? I know that when I started, I remember being so closed off, like... Mm -hmm insanely closed off like I was giving you not even the surface level of any yeah of- which to be fair like if someone's been burned if you get bit by 10 different dogs you're not going to trust the next dog that you meet right like that makes sense. um <clears throat> and so I was skeptical because I had been through already I was you know, does this shit even work? Um, all those feelings of this is bullshit. My parents are just making me do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then after I started seeing you a few times and kicked that cynicism off my shoulder <laughs> and got to actually do the work, it feels very like, I don't know, it's like a part of you that you 
haven't seen before. And it's more scary, honestly, mm-hmm. and be scary because you're maybe you're ready. Maybe you're not mm-hmm. to deal with the fact that you might be the problem. Um, <laughs> right. And that's scary, but it's, mm-hmm. and if you keep pushing through, like, and there were times in the middle where I would, I wouldn't see you for a few months. I'd be like, I'm totally fine. I'm good. I don't more. Right. <laughs> um, a week later, you know, you have a full breakdown. You're like, no. No. I had the help. <laughs> I thought I was fine. Right. And I was last week, but I'm not. <laughs> and so it's, it's a continuous cycle of that. And I would get dis- discouraged in myself thinking that oh, I'm not, I'm not healing fast enough. <laughs> too um and so there was stuff like that you get impatient you just you want this to be done and over there's nothing else i can possibly talk about but there always is yeah. uh, i told me that there's not right like yeah you're out of the spiral staircase when you're out of the spiral staircase and that's one of the things that i've probably mentioned every interview so far is like the point is that y'all fire me that's yes. the point. And there are some therapists that are like, I've seen someone for 30 years. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck have you done for 30 right. years? I can't imagine. <laughs> like, that, was- that makes no <laughs> sense to me. Poor person. And that's not healthy either. Right. Like, I very, listen, I love all of you. I don't want any of you for 30 years. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. And that's, that's really true. Like I, I say often, like the amount of courage it takes to do this kind of work, like it is not for cowards. It's not. Cowards quit in the middle and then they continue suffering. And I'm like, well, that sucks, but also stop being a coward. But it is not for cowards. Like it's hard to face yourself and to say like, oh, I, it, I want to blame everybody else. And I want to say that, you know, it's my parents' fault and maybe it is a little bit and it's it's the patriarchy and it's blah, 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 blah. And, it's, and maybe it is a little bit, right? Like everything is multi, multi-layered, but it's also like the common denominator in your life is you, boo. Yes. And that takes so much courage to say like, oh, some of the shit I do is dysfunctional and it's not helping me. Yes. So I'm going to be stubborn about it and keep it and suffer or I'm going to be like, okay, well, let me do what what makes me happy. Absolutely. That was my, one of my biggest points that I wanted to make during this interview was Mm -hmm. a lot of the times it's your choice. It's It's your choice. And it's very funny because with all of the tools that you give me, and if I just so happen to have a bad day or a breakdown, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to stop because (laughs) just turn on the logical and I'm like, hold on. Why really upset? <laughs> am I just being a drama queen or did I cause this problem? Yes. Am I the problem? Am I the drama? Exactly. Sometimes we're the drama. 99% of the time. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's or it's like something we can't control and we're just mad about it. Right? Yeah. And then it's just like. I love my tools. I'm telling you, because now it just, it's Give so, what are some of the things that you do? Literally exactly that. I just hear you and I go, this isn't logical right now. Okay. Let's figure out why mm-hmm. 
well, let's see what we can do about that. Oh my God. I'm going to be And I don't really have many issues anymore. And I mean, most of the stuff that bothers me is work stuff. It's, you yeah. know. Because you just problem solve the things that are wrong, right? Like that's the beautiful thing about being like, why am I sobbing on my floor? Oh, that's why. Okay. Let me just fix that. Right. So I have the need to strangle my coworker right now (laughs) and figure out what else has happened to me today. Can I get away with it? Probably not. All right. What else can I do? Yeah. Yeah. My last client was just saying, they were like, sometimes I I leave and I feel so dumb because I'm, because they'll say something. And I'm like, well, what if you just didn't do that? And they're like, oh, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could just not do that. And they're like, and then I feel so stupid. I'm like, no, people don't know when they're in a pattern. Like they just don't think because they're in it. And like, it takes someone digging around in your brain being like, why is this here? (laughs) Even me tried to like, um, well, I was very like analytical and like Mm -hmm. logical about my emotions. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to avoid feeling them. Yeah. so you had to be like, um, ma'am, let's not, um, let's feel our feelings. <laughs> and you're like, no, I know I'm too. It's gross. No. That's anti-goth. <laughs> That's anti-hardcore. I can't cry. Right. <laughs> so what were some of the things you were dealing with before? And then like, what, where are those things now? Uh, I struggle with the cynicism um yes I was very cynical about well that's also sexy when you're dark and edgy right everything (laughs) and that I was that way literally 24 7 and it was making my I was making myself miserable Mm -hmm. and I and it's funny because you don't even realize it saying it out loud it's like well obviously you're thinking negatively you're gonna feel negative but I'm it just does not occur to people, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, and then a lot of, I, I've been through like four relationships with you. <laughs> but every Love time up, it would just be total mental spiral. Um, and I chose to dig myself deeper into the hole. <laughs> and you just gave me the, the words and the tools to like you would always try to get me to journal and be like no I hate journal <laughs> but I did my own form of it I started vlogging to oh, myself fun so when I'm like in a mood or sad happy angry whatever I'll just get out my Snapchat and be like and just give the whole story saving watch it a couple hours later and be like either that's really funny Oh my God. I remember the first time you told me that and you were like, and I watched me and I was like, this bitch is crazy. And I'm like, whatever works for you, honey. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, I think I, I got over something and I had a, I had to vlog it after because I was like so shaken up. So I vlogged (laughs) the next day and I was like, (laughs) oh, I was in my feelings. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, it's the perfect way for me because sometimes I, I have the tendency to be like, forget about it. Like, oh, that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that doesn't bother me anymore. 
Nah. Yeah. It's it's easy to to go back and watch videos of myself because I will be talking the whole time about like whatever it is that's bothering mm-hmm. me. I'm watching. I just go. That's not logical. <laughs> <laughs> not. Mm-mm. I don't even know then. <laughs> Perfect for me. I love that for you. Perfect. Oh, that's funny. Um, what else do I want to know? What are some of the things that like stood out for you that were extra helpful besides just being able to take like a bird's eye view of what you're doing and being like, oh, this be working or it does not working? So that's the main thing, just that bird's eye view and having a perspective of your life that's not your own. Mm. Um, I mean, I've said it a hundred times. I don't want to have to say it again, but the verbiage, because it was how you to yourself, how you yeah. talk about your problems to yourself. Um, that made all of the difference because yeah. when you allow yourself to spiral into that mm-hmm. and you just get so negative and you don't even really realize it, but when you have else's voice in your head telling you to look at it differently, I mean, it's just... Yeah. So I can probably elaborate on that for people who are like, okay, but what verbiage do you mean? So like, I have a lot of people who will use like level 10 language. I was devastated. That wrecked me. My life is over. I'll never be happy. And I'm like, oh, did it literally devastate you? Or are you sad? Did it wreck you? Like literally like people don't think about the words that they say. Did it wreck you or did it throw you off? Like, right. Oh. And I'm yes. just like, your language is a level 10. And then the brain's like, oh God, this is a level 10. Better match it. Yes. And then you stay at a level 10 all the time when really like this was a two. Yes. Yeah. All the time. Oh, I'm all over that because that's exactly what happens when you get in that state. You just use level 10. Like it's so like just it's like very dramatic, but I don't mean that in like a judgy way. Like it's just so dramatic. And then people are like, why am I so dramatic all the time? And it's like do you hear the words that you say? No, yeah. they don't. People don't pay attention, but now they will. Absolutely. And I love that. Love it. Yay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a lot else. Yeah, I've been I'm sitting here like trying to think and. Well, maybe what if people are like, so the intention behind this kind of series, if you will, is for people who are just interested in therapy who are like, I don't know what it is. I'm really skeptical. I don't know that it'll work for me. I don't believe in therapy or my family doesn't believe in therapy or my culture doesn't believe in therapy or I just, you know, these people just take your money and they just sit there and listen to you talk, which for the love of God, if a therapist just listens to you talk and doesn't teach you shit, fucking fire them and find someone who teaches you shit. Um, I have a guy on that hill. But like, they just don't trust it or they have, they don't know, right? But like, you've been through it and you've been through it with someone who is like not an easy person to be a client under because I, if people listen to any of the episodes, like I am not for cowards. I'm not, I don't let people sit there very long because I'm like, no bitch, you have work to do. And the other side of the work is so fucking good that like, I'm not going to let you stay in the swamp just because you're scared. Fuck that. We have paradise to get to, but it takes going through the work. So like, I'm not an easy person to be a client under either because I do like love and respect my people too much to let them just like 
sit in their own shit, basically. So kudos to you because <laughs> I know it was not easy. I know there were many times where you were like, fuck you and fuck off. No, I, I mean, positive way. Yeah. I mean, because it's so, for me, I thought it was a breeze because oh, nice, literally like forced me to do what I need to do. Yeah. And no one had done that for me. They had done the sit and listen. And, yeah. well, and the thing is like, I'm not even forcing because I don't have a gun to your head. I'm just telling you it's worth it. And I'm teaching you how to do it. That's the difference. Therapists who don't know what they're doing, sit and listen. But if they're not, if they say like, oh, Haley, you should really set boundaries. And you're like, great. How do I do that? They're like, I don't know. I just tell you what you should do. And it's like, oh my God, so helpful. Thank you. I'll just, I'll just figure out how to do that. Like, <laughs> your and like, it gets to the point where you know so much about your clients' lives that you are the best person to be able to help set yeah. those boundaries. Because I give into your brain like a little bunny. that's why I tell people I'm like I nestle in your brain like a little bunny and people are like that's weird and I'm like it's fine I pay you to wiggle your way into my brain you know (laughs) okay with that you get it (laughs) um but yeah thing right before that honestly oh sorry yeah I didn't even get to the question um like what would you like people to know if they're like considering, but maybe scared or maybe like don't know that they're ready or they feel like they're not ready. I would say it doesn't have to be, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, it, you don't have to go immediately start therapy today. You can read about it and listen to podcasts. Hey, um, you can, do other things that are not necessarily sitting down with a therapist and mm-hmm. talk about the, the deep and dirty. Yes. There are much smaller things that you can do like meditation and right. you know, the small things. That- you know, people can come and like not talk about the deep and dirty. Like some people come and they're like, bro, we swimming in Mariana's trench. And some people are like, we're in a kiddie pool for a couple months. And it's like, both are fine. Like, I don't give a shit as long as people sit in a chair across from me. Like, whatever. You want to talk about, I just talked to my last client about OnlyFans and Simon Cowell for like half an hour. Because they were like, I don't want to do any heavy work today. And I was like, great, let's talk about OnlyFans. <laughs> we just got on that. Let's talk about OnlyFans. But like sometimes like people, I, yeah, I love that you went there. Cause like people also, I think people think they have to come and it's so deep and like, like they're just meeting us. Right. So they're like, I don't want to tell you everything. And it's like, great. Don't tell me what you want to tell me. And I'll be as useful as I can. I mean, what you have for breakfast? Like, you know, yeah. what? it's just as simple as that. Talk to me about it, Netflix. If you take that first small step, mm-hmm. you're more it's just baby steps if you're truly scared of opening up and dealing with your shit take baby steps i mean something is better than nothing always you can't just me that nuance yes ma'am sit and let it hurt you gotta take those steps and once you do it's literally going to be a whole different world What about, cause you, you went through a few before, before you found one that worked. What, um, 
like guidance do you have for people who were like who have no idea how to figure out if someone is a good fit like how did you know oh honestly I just knew because I knew that I wasn't getting any better because I wasn't revealing anything real um I had no personal with any of the other therapists that I had like I don't even remember their names because it was like doctor this or so, you know something like that that it was just a cold environment and it just never had a connection with any of them um but I'm very peopley so I kind of know quickly mm-hmm. get along or yeah uh, what I tell people is like they should like the person they're seeing like if you wouldn't not that you like necessarily want to be like besties with them but like do you like this person as a human and if not that will always create a barrier absolutely that was the number one thing for me was just finding somebody that I could talk like a normal person to I didn't have to feel on (laughs) yeah yeah we have um a little baby intern who I was talking to about that um Wednesday she was like doing an intake so she's super new she's in school she's doing an intake and you know one of the questions during an intake is like checking on substance use and she's like do you consume any substances and I was like I literally stopped her and I said do you speak like that in real life and she was like well no and I was like don't do it here like there's being professional and there's putting on airs like don't say shit that is not natural to you and she's like well what do I ask and I was like well ask them if they use any substances if they smoke if they drink and she's like oh that makes way more sense and I'm like yeah because if you're saying like how often do you consume substances they're gonna be like bitch are you a narc (laughs) and I'm just like no human first therapist second like be who you are obviously be like professional you know like I'm not showing up to sessions with like my ass hanging out or like I'm not talking to people about like my personal life or my problems like obviously but like you you can be a human so like yes like find a human you connect to and then they'll be so much better at helping that's my number one for sure love just find a human you like find a human you like who also has like you know, training and teaches things. <laughs> also, don't just be like the cashier at Walmart because you really like them. Like they don't know, they don't have the training. Maybe they sorry. do, but find someone who's licensed, who knows what they're doing. Thank you. So funny. Anything else you want to leave people with? <sighs> what else? It's a choice. That's it. Mm. It's a choice course, whether you want to start therapy, whether you don't, whether you want to be happy or you don't, you know, just make that choice and do what's best for you. And that's about all I got. My job. Dude, thank you so much. You're such a doll. Thank you. I love it. Precious little thing. Have to- so what? I said, you'll have to come get a massage. Oh my god! I don't know that that's like a thing. It's been long enough now, though. Yeah, you can just say you want to see me without clothes on. It's fine. <laughs> just kidding. People do not say that to your clients. Oh, I'm telling you, there's a Facebook page with all that kind of stuff. The same no massage therapist humor page. They'll be like, oh, oh say this in the worst way that you can. <laughs> <laughs> Therapy, but make it terrible. Yes. That's 
that's so speaking of that my last client as well that i last week when we were talking i was like so they were like very much in their head and i was like take your shoes off and they were telling me today they were like i didn't know if you had like a foot fetish or what was going on and i was like can you imagine <laughs> i'm just like take your shoes off let me see your feet while we talk and they were like well then i realized what you were doing that you were like telling me to put my feet on the ground to ground to do the thing and they were like i was so confused at first and i was like please question anything that's confusing for you because i'll explain my logic but i was like Oh my I'm not like I would be in the wrong profession if I had a foot fetish, you know. What I mean? But they trusted you. They did it with no question. I was like, I'll do it. Like I don't know. I was like, I'll do it too. No problem. So I just like took my little shoes off, and I was like, we're just grounding. And they were like, oh, 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 okay. And I was like, oh my god, hysterical. <laughs> it was so funny. And I was like, please question anything that's confusing for you, but also like your brain went to foot fetish, and I don't know why. Too much OnlyFans. Too much OnlyFans, right? Oh, we'll end on that note. Okay, friends. Bye. Thank you so much. Dude.